A little boy was asked to say prayer like he oftentimes does at supper time, and and, um, so they bowed their heads, and mom and dad listened while the little boy started to pray, and he prayed, and he prayed, and he prayed, and he prayed. He went on and on and on and on, and finally said, Amen. And the mom and dad looked at each other, and they were pretty impressed because normally uh, this young man would say like a one-sentence prayer, and then that would be the end of it. But today, uh, he just, just kept praying and kept praying, and the parents thought in their minds as they gave each other a knowing look, oh, our son is finally growing up. He is finally understanding what it means to pray before a meal. Then all of a sudden, the boy says, oh, no. And the parents looked at him suddenly, and he says, I didn't pray long enough. My food's still hot. Sometimes we don't appreciate the fact that when we pray before a meal or when we pray anytime to God, and then that those prayers need to mean something, especially those prayers of thanksgiving. In just a few days, we're going to be celebrating a holiday here in this, these United States called Thanksgiving Day. And it's supposed to be a day of thanksgiving. But still, I wonder sometimes in our heart heart of hearts, are we really being thankful on that day? For that matter, are we really spending the amount of time that we need to be thanking God for all the wonderful blessings that we have in this life? Or maybe are we like this boy where we just simply pay lip service We go through the routine, we go through the ritual, if you will, because it's something that is expected. Or is it something that really comes from the heart? Is it something that really means something to us? Uh, This Thursday, as we um, fill our belly so full of food that we might be on the verge of, of committing the sin of gluttony, as we watch our big screen TVs, as we... Uh, maybe take a few naps, Uh, are we really, really thankful for everything that God has done for us? I thought it would be appropriate this Sunday, especially this Sunday before Thanksgiving, that uh, we spend some time looking at Psalm 92, the first six verses. Uh, This is a psalm of thanksgiving, or to put it in our vernacular today, uh, this is a song of thanksgiving. This is a psalm that was written uh, to be sung and to sing it with thanksgiving in our hearts. And I thought it'd be appropriate today as we break down this particular psalm is to think about the fact that it is a good thing to thank God. And then talk about some reasons why it's a good thing to thank God. And then talk about something that I hope is not the case with any of us. How senseless and how foolish it is not to thank God. So let's break this ver- these verses down in this psalm and see if we can make some application this morning. The very first thing that's brought out in the psalm is it is good to thank God. It is good to thank God. Notice how the psalmist puts it. He says, it is good to praise the Lord and to make music to your name, O Most High, to proclaim your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night. 
The psalmist says, it is good to praise the Lord. Folks, it is always good to praise the Lord. It's always good to thank the Lord. It doesn't have to be a special day, such as what's coming up Thursday. But each and every day of our lives, we need to be thanking God because of what the verse says. The verse says, there's the love of God in the morning and the faithfulness at night. It's not the idea that somehow or another it's separated. It's the fact that the blessings of God are always there every single day. James chapter 1 and verse 17 reminds us that every good and every perfect gift comes from above. And there is no, King James says, there's no variableness or no shadow of turning. In other words, this is constant and this is consistent. It never changes. But notice in that verse also it says every, every blessing that we have in this life comes from God. From the small little things that gives us pleasure to the, to the great and magnificent things that we have in this life. The things that we take for granted to the things that just constantly amaze us that they're a part of our life. All those things come from God. Whether it's the, just the simple raindrop that happens to hit us in the face as we're walking outside on, on a uh, morning and the rain starting to fall, we are, need to be reminded about the fact that God just continually showers blessing after blessing after blessing upon us. Or as we see the sunrise on a new day, we are reminded that with every sunrise, God continues to bless us and bless us and bless us. God has been so good to each and every one of us. He's been good to us as individuals. He's been good to us as families. He's been good to us as a nation that we get to live where we live. He's been good to us as a church. It is a good thing to give God thanks. But text goes on, and if you'll notice, it carries with it the idea of, of acclamation and proclamation. There's the idea in this part of the verse here that since it's a good thing to praise the Lord, to thank the Lord, that, that we need to be just so overwhelmed with that that we can't keep it in. We have to uh, proclaim it. We have to get it out of us. We have to let the world know how good God is and how good it is to thank Him and to praise Him. One of the true joys of Christianity one of the things that people will experience if they truly understand and appreciate what it means to be a Christian, one of the things that makes worship service such an appealing thing and such a thing that you can't wait to take part in is that it gives us the opportunity, as the text says, to make music to your name and to proclaim your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night. Normally, when someone gives us a gift and we're excited about it and we're happy about it and we just can't believe how wonderful the gift is, what do we normally do? Well, we thank that person, obviously, and we want to tell other people about it. First of all, how callous would it be if someone gives you a gift and it's a, a very uh, a nice gift, 
and you don't bother to say thank you. Well, we're doing the same thing, whether we're waiting for our food to cool down or, or for some other reason. If we don't thank God for the gifts that we are given him, been given by him, then that's just so callous. But the point of the text is that because of the gifts that God has given us, not only is it a good thing to praise him and to thank him, it's the idea that I can't wait to tell other people about it. I love the Lord. He has been so good to me. And one of the reasons why we come to worship service is to proclaim to God Almighty, but also to each and every person who is sitting in this auditorium. I want you to know how good God has been to me. I want you to know how he keeps blessing and blessing and blessing me even though I don't deserve it. I want to proclaim that. I want everybody that needs to know about this to know about this. And it doesn't stop here in the worship service. The idea here is that I'm going to do this in the morning and I'm going to do this in the evening. In other words, I'm going to find every opportunity I can to tell people how good God has been to me and how I need to praise and thank Him. This should take place with our families. This should take place with our neighbors. This should take place uh, with our co-workers. Perhaps sometimes we don't convert the number of people that we need to convert because simply we just don't tell people how good God has been to us. How wonderful God blesses us. If it was only to exclaim to people, God sent his son to die for my sins, the greatest blessing of all. Just that blessing should make us want to be here every Lord's Day, should make us want to sing praises to the best of our ability, that we should want to go to him in prayer and thank him, that we should want to listen to his word because there are words that have been given to us by God Almighty and we should partake of this Lord's Supper with reverence and thankfulness because it symbolizes that great gift. And when the opportunity, when the offering plate comes by, we should sacrificially give because I love the Lord. He has been so good to me. We need to proclaim that in a worship service and we need to proclaim it to other people because it is good to praise the Lord. It is good. There was a man that was having a rough day. Things haven't gone well at work. Things haven't gone well with his family. Um, He was pretty down on himself, pretty depressed. It was a dark, cold night, but he decided to go into the diner to get something to eat. And as he was sitting there at the counter and stirring his coffee and feeling sorry for himself, he noticed that in the room that basically it seemed like everybody there were felt the same way that he did. Everybody was kind of hunched over their meal. Nobody was talking to anybody. The room was quiet except for the moving of dishes and the waitress walking around. But then in the diner came a young mother and a little girl, and they found a booth and sat down there, and uh, they placed the order with the waitress. And as the uh, waitress was walking off, the young girl said, Mommy, is it okay if I say a prayer in here? And the waitress heard her and turned around and said, oh, yes, honey, if you want to pray in here, that's perfectly okay. And so the little girl, in a kind of a loud voice, she said, okay, bow your heads. And believe it or not, every person in that diner bowed their heads. 
And she just simply said, God is good, God is great, let us thank him for our food, amen. But something about that little girl praying and people in that place listening to that made them start talking to one another and made them start thinking about their own blessings. And this man who was so depressed because things weren't going the way that he wanted to do, wanted them to to take place, he began to rehearse in his mind all the good and wonderful things that God had done for him. What he really had in life, what God had really given him. Oh yes, there were things that maybe didn't turn out always the way that he wanted them to. Maybe there were times there were hardships in his life and and maybe he hadn't had life figured out completely, but yet when the bottom line was brought up, it was simply this. God is still good to him. God has still given him more than he deserved. And it took a prayer of a little girl to make him think about that. How many times in this life, perhaps you may not realize it, but because you tell somebody else about how God has blessed you, that it might make someone else think about their own blessings and change their own life. But regardless, if it never happens that way, the psalmist reminds us it's a good thing to praise God. It's a good thing to give Him thanks. We need to make sure that we do this each and every day of our lives because He loves us in the morning and His faithfulness faithfulness still is in place at night. But there's a second thing brought out in the psalm. And that is, for what should we thank God? The psalmist begins by saying, it's a good thing to praise Him. It's a good thing to thank Him. But why should we? Why should we? Well, the psalmist reminds us. He says, for you make me glad by your deeds, O Lord. I'll sing for joy at the works of your hands. How great are your works, O Lord. How profound your thoughts. First reason why it is a good thing to thank the Lord is because He created us. He created us. Psalm 139 brings out this point in verse 14. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Think about yourself for a moment. Think about how your body works. Think about how that uh, we're able to do things for ourselves, that we have hands that work, that feet that walk, that we have a mouth that enjoys uh, the pleasure of food, how that we have ears that we can hear the beautiful music that the bird sings, that we have eyes where we can behold the the majesty of the mountains and, and, and the pounding waves of the sea. God has created us in such a way, in such a wonderful way, that we can enjoy this beautiful creation that He has given us. But then you look at it from the standpoint of how all this works together, this wonderful machine that He has created. And how that all these nerve endings and these blood vessels and the aviola and the lungs and all this all comes together and we become a living, breathing machine that this is just amazing how it all works. And then you think that God has given us this brain, this intellect, that we can make decisions, that we can create things through creativity, 
that we can learn and apply experiences. Uh, We are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are the crown of His creation. And then you think about the creation itself. All the many things that God has put in this world for us to enjoy. Oh, there's some bad things in this world. There are some things that cause us heartache, but if you look at the grand sum of things, there are far better good things in this life than there are bad things. It all just depends upon our perspective. But we have a creator that made us. It's a good thing to thank him that he did make us that we're on the face of this earth, that we get to enjoy the blessings and the pleasures that we get to enjoy, that we have the families that we have, that we have the prosperity that we have, that just everything that we have, it all comes from God, and God created it for us. God's a wonderful God. God's a loving God. God just keeps giving us gift after gift after gift. But here's the thing that puzzles me. Not only did he create us, But he cares for us. He cares for us. Think about that for a moment. Why? Of all the billions of things in this world that God created, why does he care for us? Why is the Lord mindful of me? Why is the Lord mindful of you? It boggles the mind. The story is told that Theodore Roosevelt, uh, he had a ritual with his family where in the evening, if he thought there was something that was necessary, he would take his entire family there at, at Sagamaw and take them outside. He'd have all of the kids and his family lie on the grass on a clear night and look up at the stars. And as they looked up at the stars, uh, he would point out different stars and he'd point out different constellations and, and, and he would emphasized to those who were listening to him, his children and his family, that, you know, this particular star, this particular constellation is a part of the Milky Way, and then there was other um, star, cha- uh, star chains all around, and, and the universe, how it kept expanding, expanding, and he kept trying to get them to see past the stars to see even further. And then as the kids would make different things talk about the size of stars and how they were really suns and how that were just a small speck in the universe, eventually the time would come, he'd say this, I think we feel small enough now, we can go to bed. When we think about the universe that God has created, when we think about the fact that we are just one planet in this universe that just expands and expands through infinity, And then when you think about how that we're just one person of the billions of billions of people who live on this earth, and you think about how inadequate we are, and think about how foolish we are at times, and think about how sinful we are, but yet God still cares for us. God still loves us. In spite of every bit of that, God still blesses us each and every day. He didn't just create us and leave us to our own devices. No, he created us and he cares for us. We need to be reminded from time to time like President Roosevelt did with his family just how small we are in the relationship to the entire world and the universe. But yet we still have a God that loves us.
But then there's one other thought I want us to think about uh, this morning. And that is, who would not thank God? Think about this for a moment. The psalmist has already said it's a good thing to praise him. It's a good thing to thank him. And he's already given us some reasons why. It's because he created us and he cares for us. When we look at the works of God, we should be amazed and we certainly should be thankful and want to praise him. But yet, the psalmist doesn't stop there. He says, There's, I need to point this out because there are some people who don't thank God. In fact, he puts it this way. The senseless man does not know, fools do not understand. If you go look at some commentaries and, and, and do some studying on this particular part of the psalm, the psalm basically breaks itself down into, or this verse breaks it down into two different types of people. The King James Version for senseless here has the brutish man, but senseless is a better word here. The senseless man is the one uh, the psalmist is talking about who, for whatever reason, he doesn't have good sense, I guess, he doesn't understand and appreciate the fact that God has given us all these blessings. In other words, he just doesn't think about it. Uh, When he goes to work in the morning, he doesn't think about the fact, well, this is a blessing from God. When he gets to drive his car someplace, he doesn't think, well, this is a blessing from God. When he gets to sit down and enjoy the meal, whatever that meal may be, he doesn't think about how that this came from God. Now, we've already pointed out the fact that every good and every perfect gift comes from above. But the senseless man is a man who just really doesn't acknowledge that in his mind. He goes through his life. He goes through his routine. He enjoys all the things that he enjoys, but it just doesn't dawn on him where those things came from. He kind of just simply thinks, well, they just kind of happened. Things just kind of fell into place. Not acknowledging at all that every single one of those blessings came from God. I'm pretty sure that we don't have anybody here today who would fall under that particular uh, idea because of the fact that you're even here. Helps you to acknowledge the fact that you realize that you need to praise God. You need to thank God because God has blessed you. According to the psalmist, there are people out there today, and maybe you know some of these people, who think the things in their life just simply happen, the good things they get to enjoy just simply happen. They don't realize that everything that we have comes from God. It's senseless, but there are people out there like that. But there's a second person, and this is the person we need to be careful of. And this is an admonition to each and every one of us this morning. The psalmist goes on and says, fools do not understand. Literally, it is the foolish one who does not appreciate the fact that these gifts come from God. Now, here's the kind of person that's being talked about in the latter part of this verse. This is a person who knows where the gifts come from. Here's a person who each and every day understands and appreciates the fact that what they have comes from God. But yet they don't give God the glory. They don't give God the credit. They don't thank God. In other words, they go through life and they enjoy the blessings that God has given them, 
but they don't take the time to thank him. The psalmist began this verse and he says, it's a good thing to praise God. It's a good thing to thank him. But yet there are people in the world today who know in their minds, they know it without a doubt, that the things that they have in this life are given to them by God and they enjoy those things, but yet they don't take the time to thank him. It's, it's just too much trouble to go to God in prayer and say, thank you, Lord, for loving me. Thank you, Lord, for caring for me. It's just too much trouble to, to come to worship service and to sing praises of glory and thanksgiving to God, even knowing full well what God has given them. They go through life and they enjoy the blessings that God has given them, but yet they don't take the time to thank him. Well, somebody might say, well, how can anybody be so callous? How can anybody treat God that way after God has treated them in such a wonderful way? But folks, if we're not careful, we do it all the time. It's funny, when I was uh, doing some research on this lesson and trying to think of some things that I might could uh, add to kind of uh, um, open it up just a little bit, I came across this particular cartoon. And if there's ever a reason to not like the Simpsons cartoon, it's this. Bart Simpson on God, and evidently he must have said this in one of the episodes. I don't know because I don't watch it, but he said, Dear God, we paid for all this stuff ourselves, so thanks for nothing. It makes me almost think lightning will come down because that's almost green. But folks, sometimes we have the same attitude. We have the same idea that, well, you know, I'm the one that's working this job. Uh, I'm the one that puts forth the effort. I'm the one who, who uh, created the things that I get to enjoy in this life because of my ingenuity, because of my intellect, because of the work of my hands. I did all this, so really, why should I thank God? Well, the psalmist says, you're a very foolish man. Because you don't realize that you need to thank God for everything that you have. And so as we close today, I hope not only this Thursday, but all of our lives, we will think about the fact that God has blessed us. We're studying the book of Revelation on uh, Wednesday nights. We haven't got to this verse yet, but this is a verse that was to a church there in Asia Minor that was having some problems where their material wealth. And this is what Jesus said about them. He says, you say I am rich and I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing, but you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. What was he saying there? Regardless of what you have in this life, if you do not give God the glory, if you do not give him the credit, if you do not thank him, you may think you have a lot in this life, but you really have nothing. You have nothing at all. We do not need to be the senseless man. We do not need to be the foolish man. We need to understand that it's a good thing to praise God, to thank God. In fact, when Paul was talking about the pagan world that he was living in in the book of Romans, he described people this way. He says, for although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile 
and their foolish hearts were darkened. A very dangerous thing not to thank God. And God blesses us and blesses us, and we don't take the time to thank Him. We are very, very foolish people. It is a good thing to thank God. So as we close this morning, I want you to think about a song of thanksgiving that we have before us, and I want you to ask yourself this question. Is there a song of praise in your heart? As you live your life, are you living your life with a song of praise in your heart? Are you living your life with a song of thanksgiving? When you come to this assembly on a Sunday morning or on a Sunday night or a Wednesday night or whenever we're together, are you coming in because you want to glorify God? You want to thank God because there's a song of praise in your heart because I love the Lord. He has been so good to me. This coming Thanksgiving day is not just one day, but each and every day of our lives. We need to thank Him. We need to thank Him at every opportunity we get. Are you responding to God's gifts with gratitude? Just think about this morning. You woke up this morning and your health was such that you could get out of bed. You woke up this morning and you had eyes to see a beautiful Morning developed with the sun coming up. You got up this morning and you had heat in your house. You weren't cold. You got up this morning and you had a house that you lived in. You got up this morning and you put clothes on that you own. You got up this morning and you maybe ate breakfast or maybe you're planning to eat a meal later today if you skip breakfast, but you've got food to eat. You got in your car, a very nice car, and by the standard of the world, you're living in luxury because you have a car and you drove to a church building where we once again have heat, we have shelter, we have the, uh, this facility to enjoy. And you'll leave here today and you'll probably go eat someplace nice or have a nice meal at home. And then as the day winds down, you'll get to enjoy entertainment, maybe in the form of television or maybe your computer or maybe a book or the conversation with a loved one. You'll find some way to entertain yourself. And then you'll be able to climb into a bed in your own bedroom on soft sheets with a fluffy pillow and know during the night because you have doors on your house that can be locked and because of the fact that you don't have to worry about the cold or the elements or wild animals that you'll be able to sleep a good night of sleep, sleep, uh, a peaceful sleep and then you'll get up in the morning and it will all start over again. And through it all, through it all, are you responding to God's gifts with gratitude? Folks, if we just had one reason to thank God, if we just had one reason that tears would well up in our eyes, if we would just had one reason to thank Him every day, it would be for this. God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Folks, if that was the only gift God ever gave you, that would be enough reason for us to drop to our knees and have tears shed 
and sing forth with acclamation and proclamation and exclaim to the whole world, it's a good thing to praise God. It's a good thing to thank Him because He has given us the greatest gift of all, and that is His Son, Jesus Christ. It's our hope and prayer that you'll have a safe Thanksgiving holiday season. But it's also our hope and prayer this morning that not only that day, but each and every day of your lives, you understand and appreciate the fact it's a good thing. It's a good thing to thank God. Won't you come as together we stand and sing?